L-A-S. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. I'm Alex Schulte. And I'm Jake Trumper. And this is the promo for our brand new podcast, One Word Stories, where we take one word, like fear, that's kind of dark, or spaghetti. Well, I don't know if we're going to do an entire episode about spaghetti. Are you hooked yet? I hope so. Whoa. Whoa. I I just just noticed noticed that we we keep speaking in unison. How do we stop? Oh, wow. It's still happening. Okay, what just happened? I don't know. It's like we've been spending way too much time together and we're starting to finish each other's... I quit. What? I just don't get it. What's not to get? So I just get one word and talk about it? Who cares? I care. Give me a word. Middle school. That's two words. You get the gist. Okay, one time in middle school, a girl hid in the bathroom during the school dance specifically so I wouldn't have to ask her to dance with me. Okay, I'm starting to understand why you didn't want to do this. One Word Stories. We're a brand new podcast distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. New episodes every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you can find your podcasts. Okay, okay I, I think that, that was a good take. take. Wait, Wait, no. Why does this keep happening? L-A-S. Welcome to the... Hey everybody, welcome to the Groove Life Podcast. My name is Shane Lunsford, I'm your host, and with me is my good friend, Jeremy, and and Mike. Yes, Jeremy Jacobs, Mike Jimenez, for a little context there. Uh, we're excited to be back here for a, another episode of the Groove Life Podcast. We have some exciting stuff today. We have an awesome guest that's a really good friend of ours, and that makes podcasting easy because when you get to hang out with your friends, drink some beers, and shoot the shit, uh, it doesn't get much better. How's your week, guys, been? It's going week, great. Guys, how's your week, guys, been? Guys, how has your week been? It's been good. Uh, I am still, I'm kind of in the wean, waning stages, sorry, of my... The weaning uh, stages. <laughs> the weaning. Got dad life on the brain. I'm in the waning stages of my uh, paternity leave, which I have been very fortunate to be able to take quite a bit of time off to, uh, you know, get my dad duty rolling with my little man, Milo. And uh, yeah, it's going great. I mean, we're, you know, got to go back to work soon and everything, but we've been having a lot of fun and trying to catch up on sleep, but it is what it is. Sounds like you've had a pretty good uh, experience so far, though. Ah, he's a great little kid. I mean, you know, babies are tough, but he's he's making it very easy on us, so. Sounds like you're getting sleep at night, and that's a big deal, actually, so. Yeah. How about you, Mike? Are you getting sleep at night, or is Sarah keeping you up all hours? Oh, man, a little bit, but no, we're uh, we're doing all right. Uh, I can't, I can't complain too much about the sleep. It's, uh, we're just still mainly just working on the house and we're another week closer to being done. It's, um, a hell of a long project and we're nowhere near being done, but at least we're a week further along. We just finished the, uh, the storm shelter up and thought about using it today with all the storms that just rolled through, but again, uh, more I know, storms. yeah. And that was this, the last time we recorded one of these. Yeah, we had one that day, but, uh, at least now we're we tried to have one every time we have an episode. Yeah. It sets the mood right. And. Gets us all nice and steamy to sit here in this room together. And yes. I, I don't know about you guys. I love stormy weather, though. I mean, like, obviously not when it's national crisis type weather. Or Which like, seems to be the, you know, what's been happening. I remember uh, today I was on Facebook and 
our good friend Kale Henderson, which we should get that guy on the show sometime. Oh, my gosh, oh man, we really ought to. And also, Josh Meisner both made a, a comment that what a, uh, what a spoiler <laughs> made a comment. You know that it's nice having this weather, but does everyone have to be in emergency? You know, it's like yeah, we could get some drizzle every once in a while. What's what's the problem with a little bit of light showers? But you know, the trampoline flying across the yard is never a good <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, well, we literally had a trampoline in our. Uh, field at the derecho we had one of our neighbors uh trampolines actually blew over into our um thing so yeah that, your that's neighbors, a real deal like your closest neighbor was like a quarter mile away yeah, they are and what? that's yeah the other trampoline ended up over in our oh thing but um it's all good no we um I, I well being from buffalo new york like we got you know we're known for snow i guess but we weren't really ever known for tornadoes or kind of bad wind and that sort of thing so i was always excited when i moved out here first and i think i've been in iowa now since 99 been always excited about chasing tornadoes and you know just being a severe weather junkie until you get hit with one and then it just changes your changes your uh your dynamic all all around so it's just kind of one of those things that um uh, I, I i i try and steer clear of it now a little bit more than i used to you're not um, the guy standing in the middle of the street waving your american flag around watching, tw- <laughs> I watching used to twister be, every i used night. to be yeah ain't no tornado gonna get me yeah but no nope, not <laughs> anymore I'm, i've had enough so shane how's your week been Ah, uh, it's been awesome. Um, except for the fact that our Alaska trip got canceled the last last second. It was the night before we were going to leave for Alaska. We were all in Idaho, and we get a text that says COVID has hit Ketchikan, Alaska, and uh, your trip is not canceled. Oh, we're like, fuck. Have you but ever been to Alaska before? I haven't. I mean, I've been to the airport, but you don't count that. At least I don't. Yeah, because you don't leave. If you leave the airport and go get a, a burger, so wait, you or went to Alaska to go to the airport and come back. What happened? No, we actually were in Idaho. We were all met there, and then we we're going to go to Seattle and take the the boat. Wait, but you said you've been to an airport in Alaska? Oh, I see what you're saying. I'm following you now, Mike. All right. I misinterpreted that I might have asked greatly. it funny. It was yeah. on the way to Hong Kong. Yeah, Hong I was going to say, it's not really yeah. like a, a typical That's a story we're going to have to get uh, into layover, with you at some yeah. point, uh, for sure. World traveler, Shane Lunsford. Nice, yeah. Can't wait to hear that one. Well, hey, that, before we get good. too far into it, I want to... Uh, I want to hand it over to Mikey yeah. to introduce our guest. <laughs> <laughs> I was like watching yeah, the thing. I, I, thought, I thought I was supposed to introduce you to introduce Mikey to introduce our well, guest. Well, then then we're right on schedule. Yeah. There we go. Well, I'd just like to say I'm super excited. Uh, I think we all three are uh, to have our guest today. It's a, it's a gentleman we know very well. We've known for a number of years. And uh, we jumped at the opportunity to try and get him on the show. And he uh, thankfully said yes. And it's our good friend, uh, Mr. Cale Henderson. Yeah! Cale Henderson. Well, thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited to be here. Uh, and uh, thanks for the beer and the good company. We'll see what happens. Yes. For sure. We yeah. will. We will hear what happens. What are we drinking tonight, guys? We got a, we got a nice beer in front of us here. You know, AJ, AJ would be proud. It's Back Pocket back Bubba. Back Pocket Brewing Bubba Hazy IPA. Yes. I've sampled quite a few hazy IPAs in my career as a beer drinker, and this one's pretty good. This is one of them. I dig it. This is one of them, for sure. Cale Henderson, thank you so much for coming onto our podcast. Um, we were, when we kind of initially conceptualized this podcast, you were one of the first names that came up as a uh, potential guest, and, you know, we all think you're an excellent conversationalist. Uh, you have been a very prominent member in this community and you are just in many facets. So thank you for joining us. And what do you have to say for yourself? Uh, well, back to sampling the IPAs. I've, uh, if you check my record, I've sampled a couple all the way to jail. 
And uh, <laughs> but no, I I was really really stoked when uh, when Shane reached out. Couldn't imagine sitting with a better group of guys, um, just talking about whatever, just bullshitting with the fellas. And I'm honored to be here. I can't ever believe that people actually want to record whatever comes out of my mouth. So I'm just I'm just really happy to be here, and I'll just jump in when you point. One Dude. thing I've I always noticed about Kale is we'll be you know at the bar wherever, usually where we're at, and uh, Kale can talk about anything for any uh, amount of time without even just batting an eye. So. If it's, you ask my wife, that's a curse. I will, it, I will, yeah, I well, will answer for Jamie. That's that's a question I had, actually. Is that something that you learn? Because, I mean, you've been in the bar industry for a long time around this town. Like, is that a, a technique or a skill that you learned, or have you always just been that good at, like, talking to people about anything? Well, I think it comes down to passion. And when people ask me about things that I'm passionate about, the passion just kind of falls out. Obviously, how many times I can say passion in two sentences. <laughs> but typically when people talk to me about things it's music or it's charity work or it's my family and those are all things that I could talk about ad nauseum so you know we could do this for five hours and you could cut it down to something you might have five minutes of good content you never know so <laughs> I was I was thinking on the way here uh Kale you're a very unique individual in this town because you're I, I, I want to call it the Kale Henderson but not many people have pulled the Kale Henderson of venues that you've worked at in this place like every major music if 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 we have major music venues uh in this town you've been there they're you, major you've to managed me. them yeah. uh, cocktails could, tailgaters muddy waters where i first met you could i um, be could i be as bold as to say that maybe all of those places were at or near their peak when you were there as well it's it's purely coincidence i just know when to jump ship that's all it is <laughs> Honestly, he jumps right, right out of the, the boat, peak. and I'm gone. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's all timing. Honestly, I, I feel think there's something have, more to it than that. I think you have such an impact on all the – I mean, you obviously have a following of people that just like to be around you, and when they find that you're in a new venture at a new place, they're like, got to check that out, got to see what Kale's up to, and usually it's pretty rad. And it always sucks for the previous bar <laughs> Well, <laughs> when you that, leave. And that's partially my fault. I think I, I probably wrap my arms too tight around certain things. And because I love it, I really do love it. I've loved it since the day I've started. I've always taken pride in being a barman and being a talent booker and taking care of the talent that I book. And I'm not sure that everybody else takes it as seriously as I do. And I know that this is kind of a fuck-off business to a lot of people. It really is. A lot. Most musicians don't go to business school, and most bartenders don't go to business school, and I didn't go to business school. But I've got 20 years in the game and a lot of knowledge, I think, and I just try to share that with, with musicians and, and servers and bartenders and other club owners and other talent bookers so people know the difference between being an event and playing the event and you know just different things like that mm-hmm. I think really have to resonate with people if they want to make a good run in this business. I think it shows, and as, I mean, I think I can speak for all three of us here. Because Why don't you just speak for yourself right now? I'll speak for myself as a musician <laughs> who's been playing in this town for a long time and, and having somebody in your role who's putting together you know shows and events and things like that who knows the game and sort of knows that it's you got to get cooperation from both sides. And, I mean, I've booked in a ton of different places. And a lot of times, I mean, if you have somebody in that role who's not – you know, doesn't see the other side of it. You you have difficulty getting into these places or getting through to somebody who, you know, like yourself, cares a lot about putting on a good event and, you know, just making sure everyone is satisfied with, with their time. So right. there's, and there's so much to it. There's so many details that have to be 
thought of and resolved and a lot of communication and you're dealing with so many different kind of personalities and, and, and people from, from all over and kind of every situation is going to be a little different and there's always going to be something that pops up that, yeah. uh, can complicate things. Yeah. Well, and, and it's not just bands and stuff too. Cause you, like you said, you do a lot of charity work also. What's, do you have anything that's going on right now? Well, the, uh, the beard extravaganza is on and kicking this year for the, obviously we missed last year. We weren't able to do it live. So we did a virtual thing. You know, that's our Jamie nice event that benefits the Ronald McDonald house where she is proudly the president of the board. That's awesome. Um, this will be our, I think our ninth year. And we've proudly put, I think $160,000 into that place with corporate matches, probably equaling close to half of that. Wow. And in kind donations and things like that. Yeah, I'm really I'll tell you what, man. It's if a I, lot of beard hair, I'll tell it's you. It's a lot of beard hair. But <laughs> and if I die tomorrow, that's the one thing I want to be remembered for. This silly ass event started out of out of nothing and has really turned into something that, you know, a lot of people are aware of and a lot of people jump on board with. And I think most people can identify with the fact that there's just nothing funny about sick kids. And when you tap into people caring about children and caring about the families of these children, good things can really happen. And I've seen it over the years. And like I said, it's probably the thing I've done over the last 10 years that I'm the most proud of. Yeah. And that started at tailgaters, didn't it? Was that absolutely. your first event? Absolutely. Yeah. We have, I've never had one anywhere else. Tailgaters has been an awesome facility for that. Um, having the, just basically people shaving their beards, raising money, <laughs> To help the Ronald McDonald House, they have a, a live auction. Usually there's music involved and lots of food and drinks. and It's it's yeah. borderline debauchery. <laughs> it's all, and it's, well, you have to water the lawn if you want people to get loose with their cash, you know. So it's a pretty, pretty uh, liquid event. Is is it too early to start, like, kind of repping the, the date and time, or do you guys have a... Oh, you mean is it December 4th at Classic Event Center? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that hey. what you're asking me, Jeremy? We oh. might want to get into that in a little bit. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, we might yeah. we might need to get... Shameless plug that. right oh. there, 10 minutes in. Yeah. I'll, I'll turn it back a little bit to, I think it was maybe five years ago, I'm thinking it was the first beard shaving extravaganza that I went to, which I guess is kind of late in the game. You guys have probably been to some of the... Probably, Shane, I don't know if you've been to the first one or the first couple, but... I don't have a beard, really, so I don't think I'm allowed. So I didn't participate in the beard part, oh. but I was there. There's a there was a raffle. There's a or a silent auction. Uh, I, I guess it was what it was. Um, and I let me. Ju- I just want to say that Kale. I mean, I knew you before that, and I thought you were a great guy. And that event, and just to see all of the people there in the bar, and how well respected you were for what it was that you were doing, and the and the, the pure and genuine cause that you were. Um, trying to achieve really uh, bumped you up tremendously in, in my own mind of you, you went from, you know, this guy's a really cool dude to, to talk to and to hang out with and a promoter and everything else to holy fuck, this guy's really like the real deal. Well, uh, those are very, very kind words and I appreciate it. Um, the cool thing about that event is it's ours. Um, it started organically. It, it started so small. And it's, it's my favorite day of the year because I get to spend that with everybody else. I work my ass off for like two straight months to generate money, hat in hand, just begging for cash. And it's not something that comes very naturally to me. But what does come very naturally to me is thanking people for caring. And in that moment, in that evening, it's like, it's like Jamie and I get a wedding reception once a year. Everybody shows up and they just want to say something really nice to you. I mean, it's the most dis- disgustingly self-serving feeling in the world to have that many people show up 
and say something just absolutely incredible incredible to you over something that feels like it's a debt that you're paying back. You know, like sure. the Ronald McDonald House was so good to us. And all I'm doing is just trying to repay them some kindness that they showed us. And by doing that event is really the only way I know how to do it. But people, for some reason, tell me how awesome I am about that whole thing. So it's it's something that I, I'll never be able to live without. And it's, I love, it's the work that's the most important to me. Yeah, I think that's great, man. I, yep. I don't think anything really encapsulates what this podcast is about better than that. I mean, just that whole yeah. feeling that you're kind of chasing there is is really what we're kind of... It's his groove. Yeah. Definitely. definitely. That is definitely my groove. Yeah. Well, speaking of groove, um, we're going to take a little bit of a departure for a little bit, and then we're going to come back and ask you about uh, your event center and some of the, your dreams that you're having right now that are making you really groove. But uh, We want to do the Groove Life Podcast Song of the Week. He's like, whoa! <laughs> cool as a cucumber, too. The song of the week. Song of the week. Brought to you by Count Chocula. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Schulte over there behind the window, everybody. Right the stingers. Him. Awesome. Yeah, he's he's back there manning the, the levers. He forgot his microphone today, but we'll we'll get him on one of these days. Yeah, <laughs> he's holding up little pieces of paper with different he's, things. He's got stuff. a tin can and some string, but it's yeah. it's not working we out. We can say whatever we want, and then he can bleep it all out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, hey, I think last time we had Mike go last-ish, so I think we should start with Mike. Is that Oh, geez, yeah, I don't mind, sure. Uh, yeah, so actually, I, I picked a song special for you, Kale. Um being uh, the man that you are and being uh, involved with uh, promotion of local music and, and being so involved with uh, with that and the respect that I have for you and what you do, I would love to introduce you to a band called Allborn. Um, their song Cause to Create um, is, is kind of their latest one. I've gotten to know these guys uh, through some time I've spent down in uh, the Quad Cities uh, <clears throat> at, at a uh, these events called Instamix Live. Uh, they'll bring in um, musicians from from bigger bands. I've had the opportunity to hang out with members of like Seven Dust, Breaking Benjamin, Three Days Grace. They come out. What that has to do with this band is these guys are actually local to Quad Cities, and their singer Justin participates in these events as well. He's a fantastic guitarist. He's a left-handed guy, but I don't hold that against him. <laughs> um, he's a fantastic singer, super talented, plays all the instruments, from drums to guitar, bass, everything. But in the band, he plays guitar and, and uh, you know lead vocals. Sounds They're, pretty uh, cool. Can we turn it up for just a little bit? I want to hear yeah. it. guys definitely in my opinion at least are kind of on a on what i'd like to call like an exponential rise i kind of think they're 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 making their way up they're they're getting some really good uh uh coverage with they just opened for shine down at the at the uh what was it mississippi valley fairgrounds the uh i forget the fair's name it was a big event they had they played in front of a couple thousand people um, they've had a couple other uh, gigs playing with some uh, national acts and stuff. And is I think that the guys from uh, Three Years Hollow, or are those just so they were? They're involved. They're not involved with Allborn specifically, but they are involved in the Instamix things, and they're all kind of Three Years uh, Hollow used to come. Yeah, play Cedar yep. Rapids well, area. This they're, song they're kind right of here isn't 
certified fucking heater, and I need their contact information. Yeah, I've never sure. heard of them. Yeah, they're that's close amazing. By, dude. Yeah, if those guys are around and close, or even God forbid, listen to this. I uh, <laughs> give me a call. I got a big stage at Moco they can play on. There you go. <laughs> I'm booking three stages right now. We'll we'll find something. I know. I'm just kidding. Right. I know these are a bunch of good dudes, and I'm I'm happy to kind of give them whatever little bit of airplay I can give them here on this on our on our tiny little podcast, and uh, see see where we can go from there. Nice. But much love. What do you got, Shane? That's Allborn, huh? Allborn, yes. Out sir. of Dubuque, or uh, they're out of uh, Illinois, somewhat Quad Cities okay. uh, area. Yeah, yep. right. Is Dubuque even in the Quad Cities? Dubuque. As far as you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do Do you want to go next? Jeremy? I can. I certainly can. Who do we'll you have queued break. up? Does it matter? Yeah, jeez, oh, he had to He's not even recording. He's, he's going to tell us afterwards. This place sucks. I'm leaving. <laughs> he's running this whole podcast off a of Game Boy right now. All right, so uh, the song I have is a little bit of an obscure one. It's by a band called Earl Greyhound, and it's called SOS. And I'll just keep talking until it starts playing in our ears really quick. It's uh, this super heavy, groovy jam, and I just really dig it. And it's on my uh, hype up playlist for whatever I want to hear. There it is. Love this song. I'm just going to let it play. And at first I couldn't place it, but now I'm sure of it. Down the street, not a curse to me. There should be pants and shoes hung from wires in the memorial. That's a lot to recollect from east to west. I got to move or get on the well. I'm going. But where you going to go? I can swear we were close to home. I'm on Jupiter just waving. Alex can't fade it out. It's so good. I know. <laughs> I know exactly why you like that song. Why is that? Uh, because it just sounds like if I it does, if riffs. I opened up Jeremy Jacobs and said, "Hey, play me something," that's exactly what <laughs> Dude, I would expect out of you. That is a hundred percent. I told you that in one of our other uh, yeah, talks that shit. we had. Man, it's it's you've got a sound. You've got and it's this is it and it's a These great guys sound. All sound six foot eight. This is also <laughs> the, the first time though it hasn't been a guy that sounds like you as far as singing. I wish it did. Is there two singers in that? Yeah, there is. It's is a three-piece band, if you can believe it. Bullshit. Three-piece, and it's a guy singing and playing guitar, and then there's this chick bass player who's doing all the crazy like chick. stuff in the chorus. So it starts kind of black crozy, and then just really, really starts to riff. That riff, when it comes yeah. in, it's like, oh! And then, oh, dude, this whole song is a journey. It's like probably four and a half minutes long, and there's this middle section that just hits you out of nowhere, and they do this almost like... Queen style, like big harmony thing. Turn that shit back up. Well, <laughs> we got a ways to go before we're getting into the crazy stuff. I love it. I just, I found this band, and you know, I think they maybe put out a couple albums. This is way back in like you know, 2006 or seven. I definitely need to hear this one. Kind of has some Lenny Kravitz a little bit in there. Black Crows, like you said. Saw Lenny open for the Black Crows, or wow. the other way around, maybe. Like 99. That bill makes sense. It's almost That's how like, old I am. Did you put that bill together? <laughs> Actually, yeah. Uh, yeah. Here we go. Oh, we're spending station. a lot of time on this song, but I love it. Give me shelter. Just wait until the vocals come in. Let's see what it is. 
Is he using a tremolo there, or has he got a little switch on his guitar? I, don't know. I think he's just picking it. Dude, this song gets wild. I'm loving this. We could keep going, but let's. So, this is why we do the Groove Life Song of the Week because we all are kind of captured in our own little uh, times and eras of music. And we get to actually share some of our favorite moments with each other and come together and, and jam. So I've already got two more albums I have to get now. Yeah. This is awesome. We're going to take a break. Um, I want you guys to know that we're part of the LAS Network. And you can visit that at lasnetwork.com. LASpodcastnetwork.com. Thank you. See? That's why you're here. <laughs> um, and also on the Facebook, on the, the Mighty Facebook. Um, thanks for uh, joining us. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Hello, everybody. My name is James. And I am Sarah. And, and we, we are, are full, full of BS. Which is why we're starting a new podcast called A Load of BS. We probably want to tell them what BS is, though, James. What do you mean? Well, we everybody tell knows them, what BS is. No, we got to tell them what BS means. It's brand strategy. Everybody knows that. I mean, it could potentially mean something else. Like what? Boat snack? <laughs> Bucket sauce? I don't, I don't know. It's brand, Everybody knows it's brand strategy. That's it. That's, That's what I heard on the streets. I, I guess. Okay, well, now you know. You can be full of brand strategy, too. So if you want to be full of BS, too, I would recommend checking out our podcast, which will be coming out every second and fourth Wednesday of the month, produced by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids. For more information, visit LASpodcastnetwork.com. For bonus episodes of this show, ad-free versions of LAS Podcast, and many other exclusive benefits, all while supporting local creators and businesses, consider subscribing to LAS Plus for just $10 a month. To learn more and get started, visit LASpodcastnetwork.com. We all can be full of BS together. Come join us. I've been told that I'm full of BS a lot. It's true. I stand by that. (laughs) (laughs) That's from Moana, remember? And he's like, holds the chicken up. He's like, boat snack. I'm Jason Alberti. And I'm Lindsay Prince. I am a dad of two boys, a comedy writer, and I love medieval literature. I'm the mom of two girls, a comedy writer, and I love TikTok. Hey, we've got a new podcast. And it's called What Do You Want to Talk About? We talk about everything from almond milk lattes to xenophobia. New episodes every Monday. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What Do You Want to Talk About is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, you can visit laspodcastnetwork.com. Hey, Lindsay, did I tell you the story about Skarpe the Njalsson when he was in Iceland and he was dying because he was under this log on fire and he pulls out this molar and he whips it into Thurl Thurlson's eye? No, I don't understand most of what you just said. Oh. Oh, Jason, did I tell you that Billie Eilish got bangs? What's a Billie Eilish? L-A-S. Back for the attack. We're right in the middle of uh, the podcast, the 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 Groove Life, Life podcast song of the week. Song of, song the, of week. the week, and we just had Mikey's and Jeremy's, and now I'm going to hand it off to our guest, Kale Henderson. 
So I get to introduce my song now, yeah. which I just changed on the break, and here's why. In like 1993 or 1994, I was the dork cousin of a bunch of older cousins, and I had to go to a family reunion in Lincoln, Nebraska. So there's the time and place, below average white people in a park, like myself, and this band comes on, and they start playing music that I've never heard anything like in my life, and it's 311, playing a show in their backyard, and they're playing like I said, just hip-hop, reggae, something I've never, ever heard before. And at that moment in my life, my life changed. It's like that moment in time where you see the water crest. Like, it's just, you, from then on, you look at the world with a different set of eyes for whatever fucking reason. And that was my moment. And it was, this song was on the first record that I ever bought from them, and I played it until it was worn out, and then I bought it again, and then I bought it again, and then I bought it again, and Alex is going to play it. I've seen Jeremy Hay and Matt Maybachs play this song acoustic. <laughs> I believe it. That's snare drum. It's really loose. Yeah. Super loose. Sounds like a steel drum. It's a pan drum. Bossa Nova. We got some air bass going on over here. And like I said, this song came out almost 30 years ago and really introduced me to my life to live music. And this is probably one of my favorite hooks ever. And I'm just gonna back up. Like I said before, I'll say once more, knew you would make me feel so good. Not the best harmonies, too. This is the stuff life's about, and it trips me. I'm gonna do you. I'm gonna do you right. So that's my old, you know, little love affair that started with live music that probably maybe filtered into what I do now. And so I got to go wa- watch a show with you at the yes, we did. Club five. Yes, we did. That was that was amazing for me. I, I don't know, I have no idea how many times I've seen that band. That's awesome. So, I mean, I, I think everybody kind of has that moment, though, where they first discover music, really. I mean, so I, I missed the, a very crucial element of that story. Did you say that you saw them live? Yes. So, like I said, I was the youngest cousin out of a bunch of older kids. that I They were like my step-cousins, and it was like yeah. a family reunion. I'm like, I'm just a little shit-ass kid from Iowa. And Naturally. my mom, of course, talked to somebody else's mom, and they had to drag me to this thing that they were all going to. And I'm like 12 or 13, and I'm with like this 15, 16-year-old, 17-year-old kids who are smoking and looking cool and trying to do all the things. And this song just pops up in the background, and I look over, and there's a bunch of skinny kids playing music that I've never heard anything like before or since. And it got me. this got me into The Urge, because The Urge opened up for these guys for so long. You ended which got me into Scott. But it was actually 311 that you were seeing? Yes. What? Yeah. In just like a backyard party? No, no, it was in a park. Oh. It was in a park. It was a free show. Um, they just like 
Like, how, how many people were there? Like, how big were oh, they at the shit. time? Oh, shit. 200 tops, and there was 15 of us. What? That was a was, long time ago, Yeah, dude. this was, this this was, was like before I said, down. this was Circle 1992, 1993. Okay. It might not have been this song. It might have been the Omaha Styley record, but it was it was that long ago. That's And like really, I said, that's, what, that's really what started my love affair as wow. just a Midwest kid who, uh, who like I said, that's, my life changed that day forward. Such that's summer so vibes. So cool. Huge. Guys too. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a similar... Th- I guess experience not not with live music, but around the same time, same age. We must. Be, I just turned forty. We must be kind of close to the same age. Forty-two. Yeah. All right. So I didn't have an experience with live music for like another. I mean, I went to live shows, but it didn't become what I had to do or what I knew I had to be a part of for at least 10, 15 more years. But I, for me, it was like I discovered like Metallica's Black album, and then like Nirvana's Nevermind, which I just like kind of put together, and then it came out recently because there was an anniversary. Uh, celebrating their, I guess, what was it, 30 years ago, 20 years, 30, 30. years ago, um, that they came out within like a couple months of each other, if I remember right. <clears throat> Somebody can fact check me on that. But those those like shaped me and knew I'd had to get into music and had to play guitar. You know, I had to learn that solo for wherever I may roam or something, you know. And like, Jeremy, I know you're such a huge Metallica fan. We can talk about this Love for Metallica. hours. We like to bring it up every um, podcast if yeah. we can. <laughs> But uh, it's Jeremy's so, love for Metallica. Kale, that's so cool that, that you were able to uh, experience that as, as a live music um, experience to 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 get it at that early age. Well, I think for me, it's it's I've chased that feeling every day since, and I do that with the shows that I attend. I do it with the shows that I book. From that day forward, I just live music just became part of what I seek, and it's, it's my drug of choice. It's what I need. It's it's as important as sunshine or air to me. For whatever fucking reason, all of us in this room are built different, and there's just something that fuels your serotonin. And for me, it's music. And I can't play, so I will. But I will go support your band. I will buy your merch. I will buy your shitty T-shirt. Like that's just me. I He's just, bought my shitty been. T-shirt. Before. I own a lot of your shitty T-shirts. <laughs> Shane, what do you got for us? A shitty T-shirt. I've got a Helfer Stout trucker hat somewhere. I'm oh, like, I'm like geez. the guy. Nice. So my song. Uh, Back when I was in All But Screaming, we used to, whenever we'd go on tour, there was one band that we would just play on loop when we were in our van, and it was Silverchair, and people used to say, Silverchair, what? And, uh, oh, you mean Frog Stomp, that uh, Tomorrow song? And I'm like, yeah, that's where they started, but that's not the Silverchair I'm speaking of. And uh, so I was thinking, what's one of my favorite Diorama era, which is one of their album's songs that they have that will kind of speak for what... I love about Silverchair. And so this song's called Pins in My Needles. It's actually a bonus track. So uh, it just got released on Spotify, I think, just. Only came release. on the import. Exactly. <laughs> side. Drown in your head Forget the It builds, by the way.
changes going on in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, these guys, if anybody quit listening to Silver Chair after Frog Stomp or even Freak Show, there's a whole other band waiting for them to listen to. I would 100% co-sign that. And uh, Daniel Johns is a rock star as big as any rock star here in America, but in Australia. So if you go there, any of the bands that are touring out of Australia, even now, even the young guys out there, uh, look at them as like their Rolling Stones or their Nirvana or whatever, because Silverchair made such a huge mark for Australia. Yeah. So much passion in his voice, and uh, he's also one of those real depressed guys that can write a song, but always seems like he's not in the right headspace, you know, in life. But there's so many lead singers that seem to kind of have that that internal struggle, and I don't Especially know. If, I don't know from if it the helps. '90s. Yeah, and I don't know if it helps them write such memorable and, and inspiring music, or or what the deal is. I, I wish it wasn't that way, because you you kind of want. Everyone the melodies are yeah. just one more chorus. Some good chugs, but I don't know, man. We need yeah. We need some of those harmonics from uh, from the 311 song earlier to, to just throw in there to right. give, give it yeah. that extra vibe. So to piggyback what Mike just said, for me, there was so much party music in the 80s. It was all good time music. It was all fun music. And then in the 90s, the, the paradigm shifted a little bit. Music had a little bit of a cause, whether it was your internal struggle or the war in Iraq or what, whatever it was, I felt like music really made that shift where it wasn't just always about a good time, where music can be about love and pain and anguish. And, then you know, you get your Lane Staley's and, you know. Scott Weiland. You get your Scott Weiland's and you get painful music with painful lyrics. And that gives birth to music that resonates with kids that aren't just having a good time. Kids like me, you know. I, I have no idea how many times music saved my life, you know. But it did. And it wasn't the party music that did it. It was guys that I knew that wrote lyrics that resonated with me. It was the Chris Cornells of the world. You know, it was the Chris Cornell to me will always be the voice of God. And the man wrote music. Lane Staley wrote music. You know, those guys wrote music that just that meant more to me in a special place in time in my life when I was 12 to 14, 15 years old, where you need a little guidance that you're not getting at home. And you're looking for an influence and looking for a little bit of help, somebody to steer the boat. And for me, it was those guys. You know, it was their poetry and it was their art yeah. that really helped me do that. I think because of the the subjects that they were singing about and the passion that they were dealing with, the things that they were dealing with, like Daniel Johns, like with the anorexia and suicidal Absolutely. thoughts and all these different things, they they reached a lot of kids with their music, a ton. And that's why it blew up so big because people could relate to it. But at the same time, they carried that message so deep that they couldn't take it anymore. And they Well, think about the weight. That comes with right. that. And think about the weight that comes with everybody telling you that all you've done is help people through your pain and what that must feel like. And so, most of them don't know what the pain was like that those people are going through. Exactly. That's yeah. that's really true. It's something I've always said with, because I'm, I'm into the kind of the more, the heavier kind of more aggressive music. I mean, not, not, not full tilt, but pretty close to it. I mean, I like all my, you know, like we said before, Metallica, Seven Dust, you know, I, kind of generally heavier music. And so th- I think that gets often uh, sort of correlated with anger and just, you know, these, but the thing is like it, when I play guitar, when I listen to these music, these songs without even bringing the guitar into it, 
it's if you're having a bad day, it just helps you kind of get through it. If you're having a good day, it makes the good day better. And it's, it doesn't have to be that you relive whatever struggle or whatever negative experience the song is about. It, it it's really, I think, a, a therapeutic way to kind of get through whatever it is you're you're dealing with. And I, I don't know. It's there's <clears throat> there's a lot of examples I think of when when like songs that I would learn to play or or that that w- would really get me through. Um, my kind of I guess uh, adolescence into into early college, let's say, and uh, learning to play guitar and learning about. Just, just, kind the, of, just the passion, just the work. Right. Yep. Right. And um, the, the, some of the lyrics of the songs were just, I'm thinking of like Fade to Black, Metallica is like super dark song. But it's like this this emotion, this sort of release that comes out um, That that's just one of these things that I just needed in my life. Like you were saying, it's about live music. It just became something that that is just a part of, it can make a bad day better. It can make a, a good day better. I think that that is also goes full circle to what this podcast was birthed Um, what the vision is to reach out to people and tell them that, look, we all have these things that in life that we can live for and that bring us joy and bring us passion. You know, we listened today uh, to Kale talk about his cause and the the things he's been doing through music and through uh, charity work. And people come up to him all the time. I'm saying him and he's sitting right here, but come up to you all the time and they say, thank you for helping me through the situation just by the things you said. And, you know, I feel like, that's what this podcast is about is just letting people in the arts community, whether you're a, a chef or you're a barista or you're a bartender or a music uh, venue owner, um, being able to speak out what really brings you life. And maybe even that will relate to people around us. And so on that note, I wanted to ask you a couple questions and I'm sure you can ask some questions too, but first of all, where do you get off? <laughs> Who do you think you are? What I do now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't, yeah, that no was, idea. That was his question. <laughs> I love it. Well, where do I get off yeah. is a whole nother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay, you have this new event center opening up. What is that? Oh, my God, dude. So this crazy motherfucker named John Bond comes up to me like two years ago, and he says, hey, there's a really cool building that I want to look at, but it's in a strip mall, and it's in a basement, and I don't know what we can do with it. So I said, okay, let's go take a look at it, and it's 12,000 square feet, and it's... The ceilings are kind of low, but it's got like this perfect dog ear spot for a bar. And we kind of start looking at it. We kind of start like, well, if we do this over here, we can do this over here. And we could put, we can put Shane over here. And like, we can, you know what I'm saying? Like it starts to really kind of take shape before we even start thinking about it. And next thing you know, we sign a lease and then the world falls apart. Just and before. We, yeah. I remember oh, that. Right. I remember seeing You're going to put how many people in the same place? Like, good luck, dude. There's no way that, I mean, there's never been a worse time to practice large gatherings than when we signed this lease. So, But you had a lot of work cut out for you, though. We right? did. Yeah. Well, and John has been the nuts and bolts to everything behind the scenes. He's done 99.9% of the work. My job is to book it, run it, do all the things, and I'm so excited for it. It's such a privilege to have somebody just basically pick you up off the street and say, Hey man, I think you and I could do great things together. Let's do, let's, let's build a, let's build a venue that's modular that can do a a wedding on a Saturday after doing a Friday night show and maybe pick up a graduation party on a Sunday and then maybe a work meeting on a Wednesday, but the place holds 500 people Yeah, and it's clean and it's brand new and it's got a 40 foot bar. I mean, it does all the things that I do really well. 
it's basically tailor-made to for me it's Kale Henderson's playground literally we can we can book music comedy weddings meetings graduation parties whatever you want to do there the place is suited for it it's got all the parking in the world and I'm, I couldn't be any more excited about it Possibly Parking's like a, a huge thing, dude. Parking's huge, dude. It's yeah, on First it's Avenue. There's nowhere to park on First Avenue. This place is on First Avenue. Holds 500 people, and you, everybody can park there. That's amazing. So do you know what your first event is going to be yet? Um, well, we've got a wedding booked on October 1st. Um, a dear friend of mine who I'm also presiding over their wedding, so it wouldn't be... Father Henderson. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Are you an officiant? I am an nice. officiant. Wow, that must have taken... Minutes, five minutes, lots, <laughs> lots, of, lots of seminary and like thirty-five dollars. I was cool, but you know, like last Saturday, was it last Saturday? No, last Friday, I booked a show that I was super proud of over at Moco. You know, we had uh, handsome ass Sean Pryor up there. Oh my god, I love that man, dude. He was like, just on our last episode. I know, I know. I don't know what order these will be released. Yeah. Like I said, I'm the fangirl's fangirl. So like, I I will I will champion Sean Pryor from here to the end of the world. Yep. But. We booked this hardcore show in a hot dog bar between two colleges, and we have almost 100 people pay to come in and listen to a fucking hardcore show yeah, in nice. a hot dog bar. Dude, yeah. it was wild. We tore the roof off. It was a great time. I was super, super proud of that, that we could try something new in a place that's never done metal, let alone hardcore. The boys from FTA came through just you know, dropped hot dick all over the place. It was <laughs> absolutely amazing. We tore the roof off, and the next day you just wake up with the feeling we all chase. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So Rat, cool. Rat Catcher is the name of that band. Rat Catcher is sick. They are they fucking huge. Uh, also, you've got a couple other things brewing. I don't even know if you can talk about them yet. but I you- can. I'm here to say all the things. Ooh, break the news. Spill okay. the beans. So, a couple months ago, some dear friends of mine who are very successful here in town Mr. Tim Kendall and Mr. Justin Zier come up to me and they say, Hey, Kale, we know you're happy where you're at and we know you really love what you do, but here's something even possibly better. And I just wasn't ready for that. And of course, I said yes. I jumped into a partnership with the two of them without even really thinking about it because it's just, they're brilliant. Their places are incredible. They're visionaries. They're smart. They're determined. They fucking work hard. And now I'm in an ownership group with those guys, and we've got a really dope bar opening up downtown in like a month, month and a half. Um, Cliff's Dive Bar and Grill, dive bar theme, elevated food. I mean, on 2nd Avenue and 3rd Street, like the, the hot corner of downtown. And, you know, we've got the little bar over here between Coe College and Mount Mercy where we're able to do so many things. We've got the bike rides coming through. We've got the live music really, really jiving. It's the coolest like townie slash college atmosphere you've ever met. It just all melds together over at MoCo. It's got such a heart and such a soul. I am privileged to be part of this. So group you're still here. part of the MoCo thing too. Yes, sir. Okay. And I, I'm just, I'm overwhelmed at the same time, but I'm also, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm just strapped to a rocket right now. I'm, I'm feeling grooving, very, man. I'm, yeah. gro- I'm in the groove. I am in the groove. I feel like life. it would be a shorter conversation if you just tell us all the bars that you haven't been involved with yet. <laughs> oh my god! No, I, I honestly I was very choosy. Like we didn't even mention Chrome Horse earlier, and that you yeah. know we had we had some wild times over there. Yeah. So I actually I was at one place for like nine years, one place for seven years, and then I went to another place to do 
great things there and have a great time and and basically just incorporate the Kayla Henderson School of running a place into the ground, and I got scooped up by these guys, so we'll see what happens. Well, it sounds like you have some exciting dreams coming coming your way, and, uh, and you, anything you else? Have... Anything else to add to this, Jeremy Jacobs? Um, well, just promise us that as soon as Classic Event Center is open, that you will reserve a date for our band to come in and play. I don't you know if that'll work. That. Actually, let me just jump in. That's I don't know Fresh if that's going to work because how how high are the ceilings? That's a very oh, good point you make. It's a very, very so, good point. Okay, how high are So we got to put Jeremy on the floor. <laughs> okay, well, we'll put a little, it'll be like kind of almost like a, like a pit. Like a, the orchestra are you saying because of how high he jumps and how tall he is? is yeah, that, both, so it was both a, together. It was a joke. So, so, right. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't trying to knock at you guys a show. I don't know what you guys are talking about. So I bad am news. five foot nine and a half. So bad news for you, Jeremy. Your mother's taller than that. Bad news, <laughs> bad news for you. Um, that was my uh, under-the-table agreement with Shane was like, hey, we want you to come do the podcast. I was like, no problem. Shake, shake under the table. I need a Fresh Fighters date. Yeah. So well, that was the greasy deal that we sorry, made behind I think back. we can probably accommodate. Well, at, you just have to limit the jumping. 2003 we're booking now? Yeah. Just, just kidding. <laughs> so if, if I can say just as a fan of the Fresh Fighters and, and of our good our good co-host here, uh, my good friend Jeremy Jacobs, he, oh, for those listening he's uh, who don't know him in person, he's 6'8". Is that right? 6'7"? <laughs> so, okay. I'm 6'7". All right. Officially. Clo- okay. Six, seven and a half, maybe. Sure. <laughs> but then when he jumps, he's got some air. I mean, you can you can fit a full I'm sheet a, of paper. I'm a, uh, a full amateur sheet. professional yeah. skateboarder, yeah. actually. So. Yeah. So His he, skateboard he is made of, of like uh, extra strength. Carbon fiber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so definitely check out uh, them when you get a chance. Uh, even if it has to be a classic event center, which obviously. Has uh, to be. If it has to be. <laughs> but the uh, it, the the jumping is going to be at a, a, a diminished a little bit. But hey, but let I'm me just sure say, that... from a sound perspective, low ceilings is good. So from a sound perspective, right now, um, I am very excited to see what that room can do. It's big. Uh, the ceiling is trussed the whole way, yep. and it's got sound deadening from stage to bar. That's a pro move. It's a pro move. Um, there's nine thousand square feet of it, so it's. I'm really, really excited to take that place through the paces and really see what it can do. We just got all of our licensing this week. Um, I've booked a couple of shows already, uh, more of the comedy wedding variety. Sure. But we're really, really, really a excited. comedy wedding. <laughs> Most of them are. Yeah. <laughs> Especially <laughs> the ones I officiate. I suppose I should also clarify that the ceiling isn't that low. That, you know, no, no, no. It was a joke yeah, on Jeremy. definitely yeah. a joke on Jeremy's height it's more than it is on the... Lengthy, yeah. young man. Joke okay. on Jeremy Jacobs. Long right. Three... Well, I need to close this night, this awesome time together. Kale, will you come back, please? Yes, of course. You supply the beer and the good company. I'll always show you. We promise up. to bring a little bit more beer next time. I'll be fine. Maybe some clock fighters. Some more in there. How about some James sunshine? Plug. Perfect. Yeah, sunshine would be good. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. LAS.